Hey, Sackers. I'm excited about CNN's new original series, The Movies. It gives new insights and behind-the-scenes glimpses into some of the most beloved and influential films of all time. The Movies premieres Sunday, July 7th, 9 p.m. only on CNN. How many emergency exits in the West Wing? Eight. How many feet from the Oval Office to the Piak elevator? 116. From doors closing in the elevator, how long does it take to get to the Piak? Four minutes. Security cameras, how many of audio? Only the ones in the common areas. Not bad. Kids got it, huh? Spark plug received. This is Film Sack. Sure. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Sack, episode 426. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. My name is Scott Johnson. Joining me today, Brian, would sure suck to be in the back. Sorry, I screwed that up. Hey, Brian, sure would suck to be the backpack guys at the gate, Dunaway. Oh, would it really? It looked like it was intentional. Mm. Oh, hi. Yeah, this is Mike. But hey, don't call me by my real name on an unsecured line. <laughs> Refer to me by my nickname or my call sign, Big Mac. <laughs> right, right, right. Wow, that's a lot to take in, my friend. How about you back off just a little bit? All right. So, uh... Listen, I'm a bit disposed at the moment, so uh, could you sum this up and uh, you know, make it like a, like I prefer my underwear? Yeah, that's right. Briefs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, right. so, so how bad is it? The, the front fence has been breached, all right? There's a C-130 burning on the south lawn, right, right, and a gunfight raging on the north. Yeah, that's bad. What's the good news? Morgan Freeman is now president. Uh, well, I'm not seeing a problem here. Let's just cut our losses and build a new White House with Morgan Freeman as the president. Job done. Call it a day. Oh, oh, they, they have the kid. All right, all right. Let me finish up here. All right, the package is in the pool. I repeat, the package is in the pool. Operation Taco Drop is a success, and I am initiating Jiggle the Handle protocol. Uh-oh, not good. This day went from bad to shit. I'm on my way. Wow, that was that was quite a story. I really enjoyed that one. No. Nicely done. Uh, I have things to say about Morgan Freeman. Uh, we'll get to it. Oh, I love it. Uh, also with us, Randy. I heard they paid Gerard Butler three hundred dollars for his role. Get it, Jordan? Nah. Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian, and fellow citizens. It's me, your president, and I have a prepared speech here that I had to write myself because literally my entire staff has been killed only 18 months after I suffered a horrible, improbable tragedy. (laughs) But it turns out that I'm a magical creature. I mean, just look at me. I was beaten like boiled potatoes and then shot in the stomach, and I'm fine now. While this 
Scottish guy who I hate for saving my life so much that I'm not even going to thank him in this speech has a huge red gash on his face. But look at me. Nothing. I'm Nothing. fully healed. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I'm going to go now yeah. because apparently presidents aren't known for speaking very long. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> was a one of the crappier addresses, I thought, in yeah. mo- movie presidential history. wasn't wasn't great. Uh, with us finally, Brian. They had me at Robert Forrester Ibbett. Uh, hello and welcome to my three day seminar on uh, single handedly taking down a terrorist group. Uh, I'll bet you're, uh, I'm going to be your seminar leader, Nick Spunt, on day one. We're going to be tackling the proper method of taking out henchmen one by one, armed only with the gun you brought in, despite the henchmen being armed to the teeth with better gear. Mr. McLean, those donuts are for everybody. <laughs> Sit down. On day two, uh, we're going to be covering the I'm not supposed to be here banter. Uh, you're not going to encounter this problem based on the job you currently have, people, but on the job you had before, or on the job you had in a different state, or in the military training you had, or the... Put down your hand, Steven Seagal from Under Siege. We'll have questions at the end. <laughs> oh, you're Steven Seagal from Under Siege 2 Dark Territory? Sorry, you guys all look the same to me. <laughs> on day three, we'll have our open house, so you can bring a friend to the seminar. Uh, but keep in mind that friend you bring is secretly working for the terrorist leader, so you'll have to come up with some clever way to kill them because they know all your tricks and no mr snipes i think you're wanting the compulsive gambling seminar down the hall nobody here cares what color you should always bet on at the roulette table thank you <laughs> so it's die hard in a white house yeah it's white yeah. white hard or die white die house die house we, we talked we talked in the ghost ship episode about uh uh fifth element not fifth element i keep saying that for some reason mm. event horizon on a boat event horizon mm-hmm. you know on a plane Mm-hmm. And then this is yeah. this is one of the many 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 diehard in a blank things. Yeah, and I actually like I actually think it's it's up there like in the list of diehard knockoffs. Oh, yeah. I I like I this enough agree. that I want a lot more of it. I completely agree. I... I totally I totally dig it. Here's the problem: there's a sequel, and then there's another one being made uh, that's almost done. Yep. I guess got Nick Nolte in it, who plays his dad, which is kind of exciting. Uh, it, it better be done. It's coming out in a month. Yeah, it better be done. Uh, they, uh, those, I now, haven't what, seen either of them. What's down this next time? Uh, uh, Angel, Angel, Angel has fallen. Angel so, has fallen, right. whatever that is. I don't know Spark what Spark plug is now in his middle age. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm pretty sure that, okay, so this is maybe a spoiler, but I think in London has fallen, Eckhart, President Eckhart is dead. Something happens. So he, he's Whoa, out. President Asher. Yeah. What a name. They really thought long and hard about that name. They did. Oh, <laughs> all the names in this film. Oh. So yeah. now, so now Morgan Mike Freeman. Banning. Is that Mike Banning? Yes. Is that it is Mike, Mike Banning. Banning. So Mr. Now, Kang, if that is your name. Uh, Morgan Freeman is now permanent president in, the, in this upcoming third one. As it should be. And uh, he has yeah. to deal with a giant meteor that's coming. No, that's not true. <laughs> and I. I honestly, I knowing that this is my first time watching this movie and knowing that there is a sequel, I had moments where I was sad when people died. Mm, like, right. uh, I, I'm forgetting his name. Sexy Ross from Friends. Anybody? Sexy oh, Ross yeah. from Friends? Uh, yeah, oh, totally. Him, yeah. Right wait, on uh, wait, wait a minute. You're talking about name? Dylan McDermott is who you're Thank talking you. Dylan about. McDermott. <laughs> sexy Ross. Yes. Yeah. He, sure. he, he was totally, absolutely. he was totally sporting his Rossness in this one though. I'm with <laughs> Randy. Rugged Ross for sure. But I've when never he, heard that. When he died, didn't you feel something like, oh, I guess I don't have him again in another movie? Right. Um, I mean right. a little. Like I don't 
he's gross to me. Every time he's in a movie, as soon as I see him, I go, well, he's bad. He did something bad. I know he did. Is we, it? Is it because he put his wiener on the stove in season one of American Horror Story? Part, partly. There's a part of that as part of it, sure. But most of it is just, he's just always, as soon as he shows up, I'm, I'm like, unless this is Boston Legal or whatever the hell that was called, uh, this is him. He's going to be smarmy and, and terrible. Like he, That's just his job now. So I can never right. get behind him too much because he's going to be a jackass. His, that's name just, was, his name was Forbes in this film. What what could you expect from Forbes? He's basically Ellis and is what he was. And I just top 500 cor- businesses I wanna, in the United States. Yeah. I want to ask right. for an a instant correction. He was in The Practice, right? Not yeah, Boston that's League. what I meant. Yeah, but the uh, Boston right, League right, was right. a spinoff or whatever it was. They were connected somehow, though, weren't they? Are they in the same universe or something? I don't know what the deal is. Yes, was. absolutely. And I remember they they had like some little crossovers, like some people from one went, showed up on the, the later one. Yeah, and Boston Public, the school one, was also in the same universe. They were all kind of oh, really? tied together. Huh. Yeah, it, it was like um, what, what's what's that like? Um, well, it's not like not the, quite CSI, but sort of like that. Uh, <clears throat> well, they, I mean, those are all in the same universe, but it's like the. Um, uh, the it's like the Marvel show. Law and Order. Let's make it like the Marvel show. Yeah. There you go. yeah, that's more like that because they inhabit the same universe, but they don't do the same jobs. Like it's not. Whereas CSI, everyone's like, everyone's right. doing CSI shit in different cities. This thing is like, oh, this one's a school, but it's connected. And look, Dylan McDermott showed up one day at the school for one of the cases, and that's a cool crossover. And then they went away again, and now we're just back at school and. It's that kind of stuff. But it, none of that was very good. Well, I take that back. Boston Legal was good. The practice was okay. Boston Public was kind of bad. The point is, Dylan McDermott, he shows up and you go, well, shit, there's our bad guy, or at least here's here's our uh, fumbling henchman. But he got to play two roles in this. He's Ellis, who may as well have said booby at one point. <laughs> right, um, yeah. and in fact, he had that moment when he slapped, uh, what's his name, on the arm our terrorist master guy. So he slaps mm-hmm. him on the yeah, arm and I went, Oh, Ellis move. And then later he's the, does the bill clay thing because mm-hmm. he meets him in the middle of the thing. and goes, Oh, Hey, I just was hiding here. I didn't know you were here. I mean, they, they, they literally pull like chunks of die hard and like yeah. refurbish it and do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If this was, if it's just a regurgitation of die hard, that was one of the bigger chunks, right? It was like, yeah. the bigger meteor chunks. Yeah. Of die hard. That got swallow that one down, but it, but it's, Oh, and yeah. And, uh, Dylan McDermott also is part of the, uh, the most classic trope in the entire movie. I wonder if you guys caught it. Anybody? Uh, Dylan McDermott. Last uh, minute uh, redemption. Nope. Last minute redemption. He gets to redeem himself before he dies. Well, that's that. That is a trope. He's got a bunch of tropes, okay. but you mean like the, the one like that the, just I know was, all your tricks trope or uh... I never told you his name mm. is oh, right yeah. there. Right. It, yeah, it, that was yeah. so stupid. When it comes out, I'm like, oh my god, are they like, are they paying homage to some other movie? Yeah. <laughs> like it's so it oh it's so janky. All other movies is what they're paying homage. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a there's a. Let's go back though. So uh, Olympus has fallen. We haven't actually said the name yet. Uh, it was probably obvious though. Probably didn't need it to say applied. it. Yeah, but uh, it is it, for me. It's it is up there, and it also shares that rare rank of movie that came out the same year as another thing that was just like it. So White House Down came out the same year, mm-hmm. and White House Down was, was, there even, a, was there a London is down? No, that's a sequel to this. So this thing has London is falling, which is there. right. Right. I think he's asking, like, was there also another movie oh, at the same oh. time as? as <laughs> right. uh, no, I mean, but you, you gotta, yeah, you gotta go along, right? Here's, but here's why. Did you say bend down? That's awesome. 
Yeah, Ben down. Big Ben down. Big Ben down. That's that's good. (laughs) Uh, But no, but like uh, the other thing it shares is Morgan Freeman famously in Deep Impact. It's the same year as Armageddon, the the two asteroid movies. And as the president in Deep Impact is also the president in this movie, which has this doppelganger movie. Do we consider Deep Impact the knockoff of Armageddon or the other way around? Yeah, no. Oh, Deep Impact is the knockoff of Armageddon. All right, all right. I mean, they're not knockoffs. Yeah, I'd say well, you're, not you're asking which one's better. The, the, inferior, the superior the film. Yeah, the superior film right. is Armageddon. I agree. And right. in this case, I think Olymp- I've seen both this and White House Down. This is better than White House Down. I want to take a little Who's- bit of a uh, like uh, as soon as we can, I want to take a little bit of a deep dive on Morgan Freeman in this movie. All right. Oh, who wouldn't want to take a home? <laughs> will it? Will it cause? Will we have to go through a mile of shit as part of this uh, deep dive? <laughs> no, no, no. More. We're, we're just serve our time until they get tired of us. Okay. Um. So okay. So for starters, uh, the movie poster features Morgan Freeman front and center, and I get it. Right. Like he was probably expensive. Mm. That you know, when you're when you're actually making the movie, you want to make sure you use this great actor as much as you can. And then you got this movie poster. He is front and center, mm-hmm. and it makes it seem like the movie has something to do with him. But really, he's not important. Like he's not no. like he he doesn't really. He's not like if a movie has a critical path through the script, he's not really on it. Like he he intersects with the critical path at one point where he makes a decision that really affects the outcome of everything. Mm-hmm. And he has sure. a moment of awesome where he yells at a chief and tells him that he's not going to speak. Oh, again he doesn't just speaking. do that. He yells at freaking Robert Forrester. You'd never do that and walk away alive yeah. back in the day. Man. Well, yeah. You know, Mike Banning already told him to go F himself. So <laughs> yeah, he According did. To the dialogue. He did. Yeah. But he was on a phone. But, and if Robert Forrester's not in the room with you, you're okay. You got to just not right, do it right, while right. you're in his face or you're going to die. That's how that works. But yeah, no, I but, agree. I agree with you. He's not like, um, I don't know. I mean, he ta- he's the speaker of the house. He's mm-hmm. the only one left because the vice president, who looks a lot like Mike Pence, by the way, which freaked yeah, me out. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, Tina and I have both said oh. that. Like, oh, my God, let that doofus is by, Mike Pence, basically. Yeah. By the way, after I finished watching this last night, on July the 5th, that's right, perfect timing for this film, mm-hmm. uh, I went to I went and uh, my significant other was watching uh, Designated Survivor. So I was trying so hard, <laughs> so hard not to get polluted. Mm-hmm. by that dialogue with this movie I'm it's like, hard they're right very now. similar right especially early yeah. in that and, uh, and designated season. survivor is just a rip off of this like uh, uh, kind of yeah right i again this is my first time seeing olympus has fallen but now i know oh wow designated survivor is just what happens on tv a couple years after this movie yeah oh really okay well, yeah. i haven't uh haven't <laughs> seen haven't seen designated survivor yet oh it's on netflix and it's it's, it's, it's just good, got added didn't it yeah, yeah. yeah. i think so I mean the the we and we Kim Kim burned through that and liked it. I thought it was good at first because then it was because it was exciting. It was this. It was like this exciting. Mm-hmm. Like oh my gosh, they bombed the president and all of Congress while they were speaking at the at what's that called the uh, State of the Union address. Right. Everyone in there. Including the vice president, speaker of the house, all of Congress decimated. And Cersei, as Cersei was up her little place laughing. <laughs> yeah, she was up there laughing with her uh, green gas or whatever. No, that's not true. right. Right. But anyway, they that's blow exactly this whole thing up, and now Kiefer Sutherland, the Secretary of Agriculture or whatever the hell he is, is in <laughs> a, a, education. It, I don't remember, but he's in a different building. He's like not there. Right. And he's he's in his casual Fridays or whatever, and then suddenly all these yeah. Secret Service guys come in and 
inform him that he is now the only person who survived and he's the and president. It, I feel like the first oh, wow. couple of seasons, first couple of seasons, really good. Yeah. And I think it I think weird. was it NBC or ABC that had it and they released it and and I think Netflix or someone picked it up and yeah. oh season three is like them trying to figure out how to put everything back together because all the actresses and actors were not all on board. So yeah, there's a oh, real big really? oh, shake up in season three. Kiefer's yeah. down. Well, it seems Kiefer. like that's kind of keeping with the theme of the show, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the idea of, of it is good. I don't know that it worked well in the long run for that show, but I love this yeah. kind of stuff. There's a, there's a um, series of novels whose names escape me and so does the author. So this isn't going to help anybody try to track these down, but it, there's a character called Mitch Rapp, uh, who is a, I don't know if the name's crazy, but it's basically a, kind of a born identity kind of story. They're, they're very popular books. I read two of them, and one of them is basically this story. And I was surprised to find out in some of the trivia that Gerard Butler was, was pitched for a while anyway to play Mitch Rapp. And, an American assassin. Yes, an, basically an American assassin or, you know, not an SS guy, but, you know, somebody who was like a top spy, you'd send him all to the hard places. He was raised in all the, you know, most rigorous military training and that sort of thing. And there is an entire book about the White House being under siege by terrorists and him single-handedly taking everybody out. And in fact, doing a whole scene behind the new walls in the old walls because oh. the terrorists didn't know that that stuff had been replaced by... Uh, do, do you like it when the bad guy is super smart and he can just like... He's like really done his research because I kind of it kind of makes you feel like, dang it, you Kang, that. you know, you know stuff about our history. You mean you Fast and the Furious it. Kang? Yeah, no, he'd read the Bible. I've read your Bible. Yeah. It says I've read your Bible. I know all your history and I'm on you. Yeah, I've driven. I was driver. I drove so, in a fast car in Fast and the Furious. He said. So I don't want to derail <laughs> us too much, but in American Assassin, the movie, uh, mm-hmm. They got a much younger person. They got the kid who plays Thomas in all the Maze Runner movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, he looks too young, like way too young. Yeah, I agree. Like he looks 15. I you, guess he's a you need some counter-terrorism season. teenager. Yeah, you need. I don't like that. I never trust that. You need to get somebody who's a little bit seasoned, a little grizzled. Like, uh, and Gerard Butler would have been fine. Uh, but, but there's but, a bunch but of But he them. already has this other thing going on. Right. Right, and I just I just want to ask uh, because this was my first time seeing this one. Is ha, uh, anybody else already seen London Has Fallen and is like ready for Angel Has Fallen? I haven't seen London, so I don't know. No, yeah, I mean, it, it reviewed now, very though. it reviewed very poorly. This thing did okay. It was like you know, people had a good yeah. time with it. You know why? It is. That's because we didn't know. No, I, well, and also London Has <laughs> Fallen didn't have Antoine Fuqua. Oh, directing, oh. yeah. And Antoine Fuqua is the reason I think the movie is better than it should be. I also think he's great, and I've loved him since Replacement Killers. So as far as I'm concerned, that director is rad, and even when his movies are subpar, he's got an eye for action and tension that I like, and he's he's cool. Yeah. But the guy who did the second one is kind of a poopski. It's not great. I mean, it does feel like a string of, like basically they plugged in all these other movies that are just like it into a computer and say, okay, generate something brand new using all of these other pieces mm-hmm. um i don't think i enjoyed it as much as the rest of you but and this is my second viewing of it mm. but um i gotta uh, say yeah. I, I i just sat here thinking what was the what was the downrange uh movie by antoine fuqua that scott was talking about like even when you said even when his movie isn't is below oh, i would I'm, use for realized, example oh oh he made magnificent seven that's right i uh, liked magnificent seven but again it had it's it's a little frilly it didn't 
it didn't have the hard hitting thing that I needed in it. His remake, and I also thought that his um, move movification of uh, the what's the name? Oh, of it? the equalizer. Equalizer, oh, the equalizer was really good mm-hmm. until the last ten minutes. It yeah, really it loses kind of its apart. way at the end, but this, man, I mean, it was cool early film, on. Yeah, right. This this uh, Olympus has fallen. It it is very cookie cutter, like you guys said, and it doesn't uh, it doesn't ever elevate the tension to what you would expect from an action thriller. Um, because we never even see Connor really get in any true danger. And he mm-hmm. escapes early right. on. And uh, the Kang never really... He's, he's intimidating because of his size and his presence. and But he never really fully makes you feel like ah dirty no, yeah and those Rick, are the two like the two big tropes that i don't think we get we don't get all right kang has got the kid and gerard butler's got to find a way to get the kid away from kang and right. then we don't get we get a fight between kang and and ban uh banning ban, uh, yeah, ban- banning and we know how it's going <laughs> to end because he already told us yeah banning, told banning, bananing bananing but uh but it's super short and it's like not a very you know we don't get the moment of like Oh my God, Gerard Butler's about to die. Uh, right, right. He's pinned up against the wall. He's bleeding a little bit, and that blood disappears magically. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> and, then he's, and then he's out it's yeah, super quick. That's true. I and like then, the knife to the Dylan head. Even Dylan McDermott, though. even Dylan McDermott, I'm like, wait, did he not also have special training? I, I, I had to go back. Right. I'm like, wait, let me let me go back through this character's progression because. Gerard Butler's character is like way better. Well, he was better. better He was better than all of them in the end. And I think that was the point. But but, you know, he fought back. He had karate moves and stuff. Uh, Yeah, karate. He knew karate. I appreciate appreciate that the movie started out off. The very first thing you see is an explanation for Gerard Butler being physically capable like that. That is important to me and i always want that kind of like setup and backstory and even though it was two hours long it was two really good hours and i could have gone for 15 more minutes of that i enjoyed it yeah i'm with randy i I, this is my second viewing also uh so i'm with ibit on the in terms of how many times i've seen it i think i saw it when it first hit dvd or something or blu-ray and and, yeah um i mean this was what 2013 so it would probably been 2014 right i saw it and then yeah this movie is best watched uh, while you're doing something else because it, it has got some really, it has got some really good action. It's got some really good action scenes in it. So it's like, oh, oh, oh something's something's happening. Let me let me focus in on it. Well, oh, that was sweet. And then you can kind of like do your other thing for a little bit because you don't really need to see. I'd agree uh, just to Freeman. the just to the aspect that your your mind has seen enough of these movies that it can pretty much fill in the gaps between right, right. you know what's happening. I don't know if I'd go so far. I I also, by the way, didn't realize looking at uh, Antoine Fuqua's uh, history, he's another one of these guys that started out doing music videos, like mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of music videos yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. for Tony Braxton and Shanice and Al B. Sure and Brian McKnight. <gasps> and whatever, whatever that group, whatever that grouping of directors is that you would call, um, uh, who's the Transformers guy? I can't think of his name all of a sudden. What's wrong with me? Uh, Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Uh, Antoine Fuqua. Uh, uh, all those guys. <laughs> they were all raised on the freaking ni- early '90s music videos, and then yeah. they all went on to be directors. Zach Snyder. Yeah. The ultimate yeah. And music video maker. Yeah. It's it's not surprising because there was so much music video being made from like '85 to '95, and you had to have someone controlling it. You had to have someone behind the camera, right, making it mm-hmm. look great. 
And so lots and lots of people right out of film school were able to go uh, get these jobs. And then some of them happened to be present the first time someone who would become famous later was making a music video. And it's like, sure. that just leads you to the thing. But movies are, movies are this huge project, right? It's like this, this massive thing. And, and, you know, you hear, uh, when, uh, a great director, you're, you're only a great director when you have three great movies, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can, you can be accidentally good for one movie and you can catch lightning in a bottle twice and still not be that great. But if you make a third great movie, you're a great director. Uh, right, you get that you get to be that forever well if and you want to if, if you want to look at the truest most uh, uh prolific and then and is now the most respected of all these actors that came up at that time or director sorry it's got to be david fincher because that dude did a ton mm. of videos everything from foreigner to yeah. lover boy to madonna the outfield like 80s 90s roy orbison freaking gypsy kings madonna again oh, paula right. abdul like don henley everybody and then suddenly makes movies starting with i think uh pretty sure it was not seven was seven? alien three sorry was, alien three was his first big thing so alien three seven came way later um alien three is 92 uh alien three notwithstanding the rest keep but going then he did a bunch of uh michael jackson crap and then a bunch of other things and then he does seven and then from then on that dude is your guy and wins like oscars and like he's now writing and he's doing all this stuff like that whole crew it's kind of fascinating. We don't think of them the way we do Spielberg and Lucas and that group, you know, right. Scorsese and everybody. Right. They were all pals, you know, hanging around making movies. But there's a lot of similarities. It's like a different look, a yeah. different vibe, a very 90s thing happening. All the Bruckheimer movies, like they were front and center. And I think it's kind of awesome. Like I, I it's a I different it. thing. And, it's and they all have a, you know, they pull that style in to their movies, that music video style, like, uh, you know, quick cuts and really dramatic angles and and lighting and things like that that I think a lot um, of saturated color. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, and it's it's fun to watch. Of course, probably the the pinnacle for uh for our pal Fuqua here is what Training Day, probably Training Day for sure. Yeah. 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 Although I I hear I haven't seen it. Maybe we watch it for film sack. I hear that Shooter is his third great film. I've never seen Shooter. I've um, never seen Shooter, so I, I kind of want to watch it with you guys. I wouldn't mind. Uh, let's see. He's he's part of some... He's doing some TV show now called The Resident. I don't know what that is. Uh, he's... Oh, sounds sounds medical. Isn't, is that... That's not the one with uh, Freddie Highmore, is it? No. Oh, I, I did see Shooter, and I enjoyed it. Oh, you saw Shooter? Is that is that yeah, one I of the... Were, the who, who's in that? That's Warburton. Uh, that's Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Not Warburton. Yeah. <laughs> Warburton. Yeah. Patrick, Patrick Warburton as the shooter. Um, uh, yeah. I oh, don't, well, I don't remember everybody that. describes, oh, the good doctor is the one with Freddie Highmore. The resident is described as uh, Grey's Anatomy uh, rebuilt or, or you know, basically or slight, ER 50 shades rebuilt. of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> mm. Oh, he did Southpaw. That was good. That was really good. The boxing one with Jake Gyllenhaal. Y'all yeah, remember By that? By the way, that was good. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember that. Mm. Uh, Shooter apparently led to a TV series, and oh, yeah. uh, Ryan Filippi is the is the Marky Mark. Oh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's a decent. Well, when you can't get the Marky Mark, that's that's, a, that's got a nice Filippi. What channel is this Filippi. on? I haven't seen this. This looks like fun. It sounds like something Showtimey. Is it Showtime? I Am I know. guessing right? I'm looking it up here. It's uh, Showtimey. <laughs> 
It's currently showing, uh, let's see, company credentials. It doesn't say. Or USA Network. It's got to be Showtime or USA. I just can feel it. It just uh, feels like one of those channels. Oh, these guys. It's is USA be... even a still a network anymore? Oh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, they got they got the Mr. Robot on there. Are you kidding? Oh, that's right. Yeah. There's, those guys know what they're doing. They got stuff. They got shit to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I can't find it. But it looks, it, it's reviewed really well. People really like this show. Like I said, I like the movie, too. It's just one of the better uh, Marky Mark things. It's kind of one of those whole commando kind of things, though, whereas if I remember it correctly, he's kind of like he's he's had some stuff and he's went through some things and they have to go find him up in the up in the mountains somewhere. And he's like, what do you people want? Mm. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to have a life with my daughter. I'm out of, I'm out of the business. You guys go find somebody right. else kind of thing. So here's what Slash Film says are the best uh Die Hard knockoffs. Let's see if this is in here. Okay, so oh, they claim that Die Hard Two is one of the best Die Hard knockoffs. <laughs> uh, they also All say right. Under Siege, which you mentioned. In fact, Brian mentioned a lot of these in his opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Passenger Fifty Seven, of course. Uh, Cliffhanger is on here. Cliffhanger. Oh, oh. nice. Do we do we watch that one for film sec yet? No, no. But I want to. One of the most impactful. I don't know why, but I remember that movie so well for the opening. Because that opening, yeah. For, for 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 your hero to be truly a tragic hero, that goes some, through some pretty deep stuff, and that was just oh, woo. I never, yeah. um, I never saw it, so I would see that. I by, would watch that. by the way, nailed it. USA Network uh, shooter. Oh, nice. I think I can on Netflix. Way. There's nothing wrong with those guys. Uh, yeah. Speed, 1994. Speed. Die Hard on a bus. Die Hard on Die a hard bus. bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, sudden death. We saw that. John Claude Van Damme and his hockey movie. Remember? Die Hard in an Arena. Yeah. Die Hard in an Arena. Uh, here's another one. The executive decision. Die Hard on a plane again. So yeah. That's cool. and, and you got to include Con Air in that <laughs> but, discussion. Right. Yeah. It, is, it, is it even though it's not really Die Hard? Isn't uh, Air Force One Die Hard on a plane except it's the president? It's in here. Yeah. It's on this it's list. Die Hard on a Playing with oh, the president. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. on this list. So is the Rock. And they then, and die. then there's also Die Hard on a plane that has snakes on it. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah, Mother <laughs> Eppin. Uh, they bring right. that up as well uh, on here. Snakes on a plane. There it is. Uh, Air Force One. They they rate highly, and I would as well. I think Air Force One is is probably of all my plane. of all the I Die Hard that. ripoffs. It's probably my favorite. I think it's my favorite. Yeah. And it was yeah. an excellent drive-in movie. I didn't think I would like a drive-in movie, but it was actually very good at the drive-in. Yeah, I have to. Oh, I have to go really with drive-in. I have to go with Con Air, and it's just because of the style and the sound design and all, like all of these big shots when they actually get out of the plane. Like that movie just entertains me. Yeah, but no it's way. not really mm-hmm. Die Hard. It's, Is it it's, Die Hard though? It's not one man. One man against uh, yeah, I mean one man taking out guys is. one by one. A group basically, it's one man against a group. He yeah. has to take them out one by one until he gets he, to the big boss. He has to, trying to the, trying to hide his secret. The mm. hero has to be former something, former special forces, former cop, whatever, and that's Nick Cage and Connor. Mm-hmm. I guess you're right. Yeah, there's and this, he's there's trying to hide his identity so he can protect his his loved ones. You right? just that's don't. What you don't have in that one is a central villain. I know that it's supposed to be Malkovich, and I know that you know he's like the the hardest of the hard guys from prison. But it's just a bunch of prisoners, and it, it just works there, out that he's left. It's less. Yeah, it's less of the mini boss, mini boss, mini boss, big boss. It is like a bunch of big bosses. <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, in that's the raid. Yeah, to me, it's, it, <laughs> kind of is, yeah. it's just trash. You got to clear all that trash. But I, I really do feel like if you're really going to compare, you got to go with movies where one maniacal psychopath 
with a bunch of dudes sneak into a thing they're not supposed to be able to get into, like really inexplicable stuff, like the White House or like the president's plane or yeah, this you know, is a pretty good this is a pretty good diehard knockoff. I mean, oh, this yeah. thing we can watched, we, it's the great diehard knockoff. It's can, based. That's right. totally what it is. Can yeah. we can we falling. can we reset a little bit and just talk about how the movie depicts it all going down? Let's do it. Let's oh do my it. gosh, this. AC-130 that's loaded to the teeth flying over yes. Washington, D.C. was incredible. Mm. That whole, man, but, oh, that sequence is just, mm. it's like nothing else. I was i was thinking, like, what's the movie that they're just ripping off? I couldn't think of anything. Yeah. It's its its all its own. Only time I've ever felt more invaded, too. right? The more, only time I ever felt more invaded was in, like, Red Dawn. I mean, I, it felt like, wow, mm-hmm. how did we have such a gaping hole at our border mm-hmm. that, that this security. happened? Well, I felt Security, more yeah. invaded by 9-11 personally, but yes, Red Dawn. Well, in a movie, in a yeah. movie, Scott. Yeah. Well, Wall wouldn't have prevented that plane from coming over, I'm just saying. That's true. Well, I know, but I mean, that that's, you know, real life, it was, you know, a commercial plane, you know, yeah. really didn't yeah. know what was going on. But here, we're talking about a military plane. How well, do I, meant, we... I meant the plane in, in, yeah, I meant the plane in the right, house. Right, right. Yeah, the, but in the Olympus movie, in the, in the movie Olympus Has Fallen, that plane is an American, that's an American plane. That's been right, stolen. By, that's by, been stolen. By visual, yeah, by visual identification. But is it really? Well, I mean, do, witness, witness, you know, flight plan being there. Would that not trigger something? I don't well, know. That, I try not. To that's why the jets were that. there, saying, you know, this is not. You're not supposed to be here. Land or get a little late. Yeah, they were a little late. They should have fired mm-hmm. sooner than they did. But whatever. But they had everything planned out, like. Okay, let's flick on the tracers to get the heat-seeking missiles away. All right, now we got this, and now we got this. And those look cool though. Those tracers. Oh, totally. Those yeah. are rad. Yeah. I'll tell you what though. The, a lot of the other later movie effects were not as good. There were some problems. Mm-hmm. When they oh, were- when when Butler fell through the floor after the helicopter explosion, <laughs> that was <laughs> bad. That was yeah, you could tell. You could tell that they actually they actually shot him falling into like you know a big uh a big styrofoam cushion mm-hmm. that was right. covered covered in green yeah. and then they just painted all over everything else but like it looked very very much like he fell into a video game it yeah. was yeah. like yeah. oh i love that <laughs> i mean it's just it's a thing of its of its type not so much of its time i think 2013 which is only what five years ago whatever it is six mm-hmm. five yeah yeah they uh we were better at this then uh yeah they just didn't seem to have the budget or something i don't i don't know what was going or on. just not though it's like eh whatever yeah let's just eh let's just all that it. outdoor <laughs> stuff with the blowing up the helicopters but and all that stuff look look kind of bad i i will i will give them props for allowing to for stringing me along just like i don't criticize horror movies too much because teenagers are stupid because teenagers are stupid <laughs> in in horror movies intentionally so that you can go ah right and here the same thing is just like oh i can't believe you're so unprepared and who who, what moron greenlit? Yeah, let's put a bomb on our nuclear bombs. Yeah. And, and why would you not have a fail safe where it's like, well, if it's still in a silo, don't explode? Yeah. I mean, how hard would that, that be to write in? That Cerberus thing is a terrible idea. Like, that right. is just a bad concept. They, I'm not saying poorly portrayed in the movie, I think it's fine. But if that was an actual government decision to say, hey, we're going to put bombs on our bombs. And right. it's just, and we're going to give three people yeah, passwords is, and boom. Yeah, the, the the idea of putting a bomb on a bomb is not, I guess, so terrible. But allowing it to explode inside the silo that would just be moronic. Okay, but you, but you're just really like you're getting far afield if you're worried about 
well, how would the military actually be? And wait, Korean politics has never worked like that. Like, don't. Right. It's like you gotta leave that behind if you're gonna like this. Movie. Oh yeah, no, for it, sure. It, you, yeah, it's it's all artistic license all the time. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. And I, and and the fact that they were, you know, <laughs> the fact that it was Korea and that one guy looked like Mike Pence was cracking me up because you know we got a lot of oh. modern day North Korea stuff Phil, going on. And Phil it's, Phil Austin, you're talking about the vice president, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy makes the best. What am I doing here, face? I've ever seen. Yeah, he really does. Totally. He's like, I yeah. should have stayed a congressman in, in Iowa. Why am I here? This is the worst. And uh, like, I mean, his his death is so his death is so like brushed over. It's like he pops up in the background of a big screen with Morgan Freeman in the you know the war room, and yeah. he's like just standing there looking like, why me? And then poof, right in the back of the head, right in the head. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna really dig into artistic license on Cerebrus, by the way. Cerberus, 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 going to Cerebus, Cerberus, Cerberus. Okay, whatever. Cerebro. If you're gonna really dig into that, the the brute forcing the third password is the biggest piece of nonsense because, like you you realize, oh, they never they never needed it in the first place. But then you have to stop and go, how the hell did they get it then? Like, right? You know what I mean? Like it, like. They, they it's a really clever little plot right to get the first two codes mm -hmm. but yeah it's just ridiculous that in it, what a couple well, of hours yeah you shouldn't was, be able to figure out a password by going like character by character one two three four five a b c d like basically yeah. it's like oh we have that one okay now we move on to the next one. that's not how passwords work yeah, definitely a lockout mechanism on the cerberus program yeah but uh <laughs> i if you type that in too many times but i think the problem i had the most problem with that whole setup was how it made it kept putting kang on pause so yeah, yeah. Kang, right. kang was kang was only He's one of those cartoon bad guys where it's like he's only, you know, in your mind when he's actually doing something. Otherwise, you're like, what was he doing for like three hours while we were doing everything else? Shouldn't he have been working on getting those passwords? Why is he like every three hours going, well, now it's time to harass the, uh, yeah, harass I, the hostages? I never really thought of it, but this is kind of like combining the plot of a, of a villain with porn, right? <laughs> right. Like, like think out about sight, it. The out villain, of mind. You know what? Yeah. I, but you know what I mean. Like the villain is is only doing porny things when you're looking right. at him in his exactly. room. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. I didn't, I didn't really <laughs> make the comparison. By the way, the Cerberus thing they they said Cerberus, so I don't know if they got it right or not. But uh, well, did Morgan Freeman say it? Because he always says stuff the best. He says this is the Cerberus. The, the aardvark is Cerebus, but this thing is Cerberus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it I just now hit me, so I'm, I'm embarrassed, but I'm going to go ahead and admit this. It just hit me why it's called that. Cerberus, or Cerebus, or however you say it, had three, has three, was, heads. Has three heads. Three heads. It didn't occur to me about the three passwords and the three head comparison yeah. until and then right they refer to the Hydra, and there's all kinds of references. Yeah, I didn't get it. It didn't hit it. Of, I was being dumb, I guess. Calling that, calling that defense system Hydra was awesome. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'll bet it's going to be able to shoot... <laughs> You know, in seven ways at the same time, and yeah. sure yeah. enough, there it, it goes. It, it mm -hmm. did, but what that what killed me though, I couldn't figure out. I'm like, okay, so did they bring that with them, or was it already there? And if it was already there, surely the Hydra elevator would go a little faster because that gun is a super <laughs> fasty shooty. Yeah. But the getting it to the roof is like, oh, 
That stuff yeah, was so definitely was park your brain. That was park so your brain at the door stuff for sure. That whole bit. But also the explanation was super fast, and that was that we're we're to believe that it was an experimental project of defense that mm-hmm. had stalled. So someone mostly built it and then didn't complete it. And then these terrorists come along and complete it and turn it to their own purposes. Right, right, right. They had a lot of, what's with all these Korean uh, service guys going up to the roof? I don't know. It's just some <laughs> deal they got going. Like that stuff. You don't want to think too far back on how they got in there. But, right. Um, right. The immediate stuff, like how they get in, is actually kind of fun. Like, because you realize, yeah. oh, oh, he yeah. really, his translator had to uh, ingratiate himself to work up the ranks to become the um you know, the ambassador of, of South Korea's guy, that's not something you do overnight. Like, I oh, like that kind of world it's, building. That's fun. It's a long that, con to to get yeah. revenge on the fact that your mom stepped on an American landmine. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been so much easier? <laughs> this movie should have been called We Made Things Way More Difficult Than Needed to Be. First of all, kidnapping the president inside the White House? Uh, uh, okay. It seemed like there would be a lot easier way to get those people together and get access other than that. But also, why wouldn't you just, like, kidnap the real guy before they went into this meeting? Because it seems silly to work your way up through the ranks when you could Who, just... Who's the real guy? Yeah, I don't what do you know. mean real guy? Uh, the, well, the real guy in this case was Kang. Kang actually oh, went oh, through okay. being authentic. Why wouldn't he just sit back and let somebody else have that position and then, like, you know, five minutes before they arrived to the, the White House, you know, attack, this, attack the thing and take it and pose is the guy i'll tell, I don't I'll tell you why because that guy uh as portrayed and played by rick yoon is a badass right. and you have to show him all he the time is yeah he is awesome he is he, cool I, I just want to i just want to say like i spent the whole movie looking every time rick yune was on the screen and i'm like where have i seen this guy before because he seems so familiar Fast and, and, I, furious. and, Fast I, and furious. when I looked him up, I'm like, I, I don't really feel like I've seen him. I know I, I've seen these things that he's in, but I don't feel like I've ever really stopped and went, oh, that guy, that Rick Yune guy. Ooh, I, that, I'm going to remember him. He's in that Ninja Assassin movie. He's in Die Another Day. So in Die Another Day, the reason I remember him, uh, this is the James Bond thing with the still had the uh, what's his beak in it before he left um, uh, right. Pierce Brosnan. In that movie, uh, he's an North Korean terrorist guy again. But what makes him unique is something that was full of diamonds exploded and lodged a bunch of diamonds in his face. So yeah. in that in that movie, now he's diamond face. He's diamond. I face. know. I don't know why they didn't call that diamond face. It was such right. a great throwback to old Bond, though. That's why I loved yes. it. Yeah. And it was Rick, so because that make... movie kind of sucked. It wasn't a very good James Bond movie. But the no. his it, thing with right. the diamonds in his face was like, this is so close to an old school Bond villain. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's why totally. I know him. Rick Yoon could totally be like a Korean or Asian 007. He's just he's just got this classy look to him. But he was born in Washington. Yeah, he's yeah, born in the town. Columbia. He's born in the yeah. town he's attacking, which I love. Yeah, awesome? yeah. Yeah. Imagine uh, there'd be a movie uh, about Arvada, Colorado, where Arvada's being attacked, Brian, and you were born there, but uh-huh. now you're the bad guy that's trying to attack it. That's an now awesome I'm the, idea. I'm the actual guy attacking Arvada. Yeah. Isn't that great? <laughs> I think that's I so cool. Place. There's something about that that gets me going. Okay, a couple of bits of trivia that are pretty funny. Is it is it Yune or Yoon? I put I say Yoon. I say Yoon. Same Yune. as Rick Rick Yune. Y- Rick Yune. All right. 
Yeah. I'll take I'll take your word for it. Yeah. He's the Une bomber. He's the Une bomber. Very well Aww. done. Whatever else said. Good job. <laughs> oh. Oh. What uh, too soon? Too, what? Too, I soon. too soon for no, our f- I was I was I was making fun of that joke by by making it diminutive. Oh, it's a oh, cute little a joke. It's a cute little joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. fair enough. Uh the typeface used for the word Olympus on the posters oh, is the exact yeah. exact font that Olympus, the camera manufacturer, uses for all their cameras. Really? I thought <laughs> I, I knew that font face looked familiar. That is hilarious. Yep. Pretty great. Are they still uh, around? That's kind of funny. I don't know if they're still around. Are they still doing things, Olympus? Yeah. I don't think so, yeah. yeah. I'm sure they're doing stuff. I feel like they were... You know what? Mm, yeah. I feel like something happened there. Like something went bad. Maybe not. Maybe they're all right. You know, Icons. who was swallowed them up. Yeah. Right. Like no, it was perfectly cast and was totally charming, but stayed just a little too short a time. That's Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. This is her, by the way, fourth film with Morgan Freeman, even though they weren't in a scene together. But uh, they right. were right. A lot of these role. actors were not in scenes together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, it, it was actually kind of odd uh, when I kept thinking about. It. I'm like, wow, those those characters never actually are seen on screen. Like, I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to see more of what Mike Banning thought of uh, Speaker Trumbull. Uh, Morgan Freeman because he had told him to f off at some point apparently so yeah and I just knew in the final scene like with this big speech and everything that we were gonna see Melissa Leo front and center yeah because right. she survives yeah she lives but yeah. No, yeah. no 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 dragged out in her undies she was she survived but I think she took some time off I think she was like yeah. ah, you know, <laughs> absolutely she had a rough <laughs> she had a rough time down there she was she's very uh she's very good. She's hard. Oh yeah. yeah! When so she when she spits blood at Kang and says "f yeah. you," I mm-hmm. was like standing yeah. up with a fist. Yeah, like yeah. So there's a reason yeah. that you put her in charge of the entire defense system. She's she's kind of awesome. Uh, but anyway, I was uh, I was gonna give you these names of these movies they've been together. So this is kind of dumb trivia. But Morgan Freeman and Ashley Judd have been in this "Kiss the Girls," "High Crimes," girls. "Dolphin Tale," and "Dolphin Tale 2. I don't know what How those are. Kiss the Girls is such a good, such a good, fun film. Oh, yeah, it's, it's real book. fun. It's about a science. Yeah. It's, isn't it about a... Oh, wait, no, no, no. Isn't that supposed to no. be... Um, it's based on a James Patterson. It's one of the Alex Cross Alex books. Cross, yeah. 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 Uh, the good ones. Not the not those the other ones. bad exactly. ones. Exactly. Not the more recent. Uh, he barely did anything to be involved with those books. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the other, the other uh, connection to Die Hard I found, I forgot all about this, but then looked it up and I was right. Antoine Fuqua directed, is it Rising Sun? Anyway, the Bruce Willis movie hmm. called Land of oh. the Shit. What is it? Land of the Land Shit. Land of That's Shit. No, Great movie. Something burning sun, some kind of sun. Hold on. I'm going to find it because it's going to annoy me. Okay. It's called Land the f- of the Burning Tears of the Tears Sun. Of the sun. Tears, of the, tears sun. of the Sun. Tears of the Sun. So he's okay. actually directed straight up Bruce Willis. <laughs> and uh so that's cool and then the other thing i found which i thought was pretty great was this uh one trailer used in television ads included emergency alert system tones uh they are used to alert television viewers about real life emergencies using them outside of emergency broadcasts or tests violates the law in 2014 right. the fcc fined espn viacom and nbc universal 1.93 million dollars for broadcasting emergency alert tones in a non-emergency broadcast. So that's significant. Code 999. Yep. Code 999. Yep. Yep. You don't want to do that. Well, what are those tones? Mm-hmm. Should we do them now? Do we get in trouble if we do it? Yeah, the perfect. Do it. All right. <laughs> no, because we're not. We're we're coming to people's headsets, not their TVs. Yeah. 
Exactly. We're not going to freak them out. And, and we're not in real time. No. We are not a broadcast. Nor do, do, I, nor do we have it. the technology right now to actually play those I, tones. <laughs> I have no way, no way of doing uh, it. Yeah. It, it makes you wonder, though, like I we're recording this uh, the day after a massive earthquake in California and, you know, the day after an earthquake before that. And uh, the first thing you see on TV, like everybody goes and turns on TV. And the first thing you see on the crawl on the bottom of the screen and on your news station is do not call 911. Like that is the first thing they tell you. Mm-hmm. Do not call 911 unless you have a, a major emergency. And. I, I just I've got man. What if a movie trailer caused people to, you know, fill up the nine one one lines? Yeah, right. That'd be nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, like War of the Worlds with uh, yeah uh, Orson Welles. Yeah, mm-hmm. all those dumb people in the thirties. What the hell were they thinking? Dummies. Who hears something on the radio and goes, "Oh, hey, I don't, I don't judge because you know." That was like clickbait for the radio era. So, I mean, <laughs> it totally was, dude. I probably I probably been clicking all along that myself. It was click it was click like click click click. Freaking QAnon conspiracy in 1932 or whatever the hell it was. Uh, so check this out. I'm going to make another comparison to Die Hard. The detonators in Die Hard are the Cerberus codes in this movie. That's what those are. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. No, no, no. The Cerberus codes are the um, are the fail safes for the the safe that the uh, the guy is trying to break into in the basement. Yeah, it's all about money, right? Money. Right, that's exactly. a good point i kept i kept waiting for this to be all about money too because it just didn't seem it didn't seem well motivated enough that his mom got killed by a you know a, an american landmine it no, like, not, his, like it's a pretty it's a pretty uh big revenge plot for yeah. just his mom getting killed by I an mean, american landmine yeah. and his his dad Check got out killed the landmine by, company right his his dad got killed by the north koreans where he was fleeing from so right. i'm like eh, it seemed like a little bit well, of uh, misdirection there i mean his his big motive right was to get the u.s to pull out of the entire region mm-hmm. and he got that so like you could you could kind of see it made sense you know what i mean like oh yeah his his Very goal shallowly. His goal was actually reached at least temporarily, which is which is insane. By the way, the U.S. has submarines. We're 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 not gonna you're you're not gonna get them out of there. You know, no, right. we're everywhere. Dude. You're not gonna get. Not us to out. mention, I'm like, if this really happened, it'd be like so long, Mister President. We're building a <laughs> new White yes, House. That's another thing. <laughs> uh, the movie really does skirt up against the value of a human life question. Sure, and I don't. I genuinely don't believe that a lot of human lives would be thrown into the, you know, into the garbage disposal to save a president, a president's well, a person. Certainly not the current you know? one. No. Right? Uh, uh. But, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, too bad. Like, <laughs> like I, I just, I don't know. I don't think the U S government really values any individual that much. Like no, yeah, the yeah, secret yeah. service are willing to give their lives, but a hundred right. secret service, a thousand secret service, yeah. probably yeah. not. They, half they the probably just let him die. Yeah, or that, 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 that whole the strength bit. of our government that, you know, we can kind of slip slide around for leadership yeah, that's the whole idea is we have redundancy you get down to Kiefer yeah. Sutherland if you have to you know like <laughs> exactly you, you've got ways around that but I, I totally agree like this idea that it's uh, like holy blood or you know kind of king monarchy right. kind of thinking is stupid and doesn't really hold water uh, no, but we can we can allow like all right, uh, can save the president to save another life. Well, okay, save the president to uh, and let eleven people die. Yeah, maybe that's the cutoff. Yeah, but right. all, maybe the like, the cutoff is also when you bring a battalion of fifteen dudes, three or four Black Hawk helicopters, like right. half the army's there to do it, and they all get killed. Yeah, it's time yeah. to just level the thing and say we're good. Okay, we'll, but that's we'll hire that's a new different. One. I, 
I want to make it clear. I wasn't talking about the military. The military, I will bet you every person in the army, if you ask them, would you give your life for the president? They would say yes. And that'll just go all the way up. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So might, that's, that's you might different. Get a, you, you might get a higher totally percentage understand. depending on who's president. But yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But yes. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying all of the people around the white house, mm-hmm. like there's a point where you're just like, you know what? We're just going to nuke the White House and end this. Like we, yeah. we we'll just stop mm-hmm. it. You know, like I mean, because they're going to destroy the whole. They can destroy the whole country if yeah. otherwise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the Cerberus and thing. Did- the, the other thing is the Cerberus thing had to be. I mean, that's your other. That's your other little. Uh, I don't know your 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 little plot device you had to fix, and the only way yeah. to fix it was in the bunker. That's the only control station. So if you're going to stop Cerberus, you got to get down in there. So that's your other reason for you know. Right. And, we're, and they were just all sitting on their hands going like, oh, no, they're going to get the codes. What the should way. we do? There's nothing to do. I guess we just have to sit around until they blow us up. OK. Well, if interesting points about movies like that interest you, I'm excited because CNN is doing something really cool this summer. I want to talk to you guys about it uh, real quick here. Uh, CNN, the movies. Each week they're going to focus on a specific decade of film. So imagine focusing on the 70s, or the 80s, whatever. And uh, each episode is two hours in length, covers a specific decade, uh, except for the early years. I'm going to kind of put that, uh, you know, closer to closer together. But uh, if you want to really focus in on a decade, which is what I like to do with my movies, then this is the way to do it. Brand new interviews will feature your favorite actors, actresses, directors, and feature additional insight from prominent critics and historians about those movies, about that decade, about those genres, that sort of thing. And you can hear behind-the-scenes stories never heard anywhere else. It's being produced by Tom Hanks and Gary Goetzman in association with HBO. Uh, it's a pretty cool project, and I am very, very excited about this. So make sure you check out the movies premiering July 7th at 9 p.m. only on CNN. That's CNN, you know, the cable news network. Go check them out. And that's, again, July 7th, 9 p.m. And uh, it's really, really cool. So I'm, I can't wait for this. I think we as film sackers are going to love this, and I think you as fans would love it as well. I love this kind of stuff. So more, please. Again, that is The Movies by CNN, premiering July 7th at 9 p.m. only on CNN. All right, back to plot holes, I think we were saying. Yeah. Another plot hole that, that bugged me, and I tried really, really hard to not think about it, is the coming and going from the bunker. Kang left that bunker so many yeah. times mm-hmm. and we're like, we can't save the president because the president's in the bunker and those doors are blah, blah, blah in the cave and blah. No, Kang is coming and going all the time. Just shoot him when he comes out the door and then you're done. End of movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, I don't think Kang is even a Korean last name. I don't think any of these names are a real last or first name. Oh, all I, ta- I take it back. I'm wrong. It's a Korean surname. I was wrong. Never mind. Is it really? Yeah. Well, all these names felt very super, you know, just super simplified. Yes, and, or and super like, villain, like just Kang. Yeah. Come in here, Kang. And well, yeah, it's just and, Kang, Forbes, Connor, Banning. I mean, just. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, you know, exactly. It's pretty stereotypical. Your terrorist and uh, hero names uh, book, like your baby names book. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I ain't got time to be making up good names. I will say this, though. Uh, Gerard Butler, as portraying this character, had real good stabs. His stabbing oh, was yeah. The way he would oh, stab people, was good. Oh, it was it was satisfying. Nice point. Just yeah. foot, 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 foot. Ah. 
Didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> nice job. But when Didn't he, though. he got McDermott with a quick one. He got that other guy with like 12 it, of them. He's just absolutely. He's and the only thing that bothered me about that was when I started rerunning the film through my head and going, the president's wife didn't have to die. The first lady didn't have to die. He's all like in there negotiating with the president in the back seat, going, Come on, sir, we gotta go. We gotta go. And then at last thing it says, Okay, knife cut and yeah. pulls him out. I'm like, if you had just jumped in there and knife cut, get out. Yeah. They're, they're are, done. They, you're right. But so we've talked about all these things that are kind of plot holes. I will say there's a couple of things I think were brilliant. And I and I truly mean oh, this in terms of the way it was written. So here they are. Give it. One is the I mean, it's all contrived and built in such a way that it works this way. But the accident on the bridge coming home from Camp David is a, an impossible puzzle. It's an impossible solution. Mm. And if the only right. solution is the president lives, his wife and those two men in the front die, there was no other option. It was that or everyone dies. And so they should have put more people on the trunk. Like, all right, give me everybody on too. the trunk to hold this we thing had, down. Right. We had agents standing around going, I don't know. What do you want to do? Let's look around the bridge. <laughs> Let's look around the bridge. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. There's ways they could have solved it. But my point is, like, in the moment, the, or, go ahead. I just want to say to Ebbett, you've heard the specs on those presidential limos, right? Like that the limo weighs like fourteen thousand pounds. Oh, really? No. Yeah, it's all you could put a you, you could put a whole battalion of men on the back, and it wouldn't change that. Yeah, um, it was full of uh, the thickest of bullet resistant everything, so those things right. are really heavy. But anyway, beside beside all of that, I liked that because it just put him in a position where he just had no choice. He had to do the thing he did, and then that sets right. up a really interesting like, well. The president even knows he kind of had to do that, but this is just going to make it hard. He doesn't want to see him anymore. It's going to just remind him of his wife. They were friends before, like all of these awful things. And then later, something else happens like that. And I'm trying to remember what it was. It was the, I, um, oh, shit. I mean, maybe the, maybe the Cerberus thing was trying to do this. I actually had two examples of this. Now I can't think of the other one. But I really I really liked that opener thing. I thought that was strong. I, yeah, and I, I thought that was probably one of the stronger things. I did like the fact that the president had to distance himself without being a total dick. He still let, you know, Gerard Butler's character Banning kind of do his thing. And Banning never broke. He didn't become like some alcoholic. Now he was not a good, you know, he wasn't a good, uh, wasn't uh, a terribly good husband, not a great husband, but you know, but he wasn't that to begin with. So, uh, (laughs) I, I liked, I liked that they didn't tear him down for him to have to crawl back. I kind of like, yeah, they just sort of moved him off to the side. Because he still yeah. served with, you know, that was an honorable thing. It just had yeah. really bad consequences. I mean, and what a great job. It's like, it's like this, one of the things this movie did was it very, uh, very casually showed people's titles and names in the film. You know, it, it would pop up and it would show, you know, this is the secretary. This is so-and-so. And as well, they also did a lot of time stamping. So they would say, oh, this is where they're at during this time. And I couldn't help but to notice that Gerard Butler didn't cruise into work till about ten fifteen. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what? Yeah. He didn't. What kind care. of job is that? Well, he's just sitting yeah, by a computer. Shifts. He had shifts. He's yeah, sitting by a computer. There's no shift that starts at ten fifteen. Maybe my, you know. Most of my coworkers come into work just after ten. Well, well he's not you're working in California. At, come on. Yeah. <laughs> this Video is a government game. job. Yeah. <laughs> Gamers don't come in on time. There's no way that's even possible. But no, like, yeah, that's the other thing is you guys stay till midnight, though, right? Like, you come yeah. in at ten, but no one ever goes home. Uh, can yeah, he confirm. Yes. Yeah, he came in. He got he got to work around ten fifteen casually, and then uh, he got off 
around seven-ish. Yeah. Other people were leaving. He was still kind of hanging out. Yeah. I knew he was going to be great, though, when he popped that sniper in the head with a handgun and the snipers. That was great. Yeah. I did like that. That's pretty good. Like, the movie needed to be rated R. I'm glad it was. It needed to have so some violent. edge stuff and some violence in it. If it didn't have that, it would have been a really stupid PG-13 movie. It was really R-rated, too. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. once once they got into R-rated territory, Fook was like, I'm going to show you a guy getting stabbed in the jaw. Mm-hmm. And, they, right. and they did. They showed it to you. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, I like a good jaw stabbing. There's a scene in John Wick 3, by the way. That mm-hmm. if you have if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you should. But there's a scene where they're fighting in like a the hallway of like a old weapons thing where it's all ancient knives behind glass, like mm-hmm. really old knives and different kinds of knives and stuff, all hidden behind glass. And so him and his assassins are constantly breaking glass, trying to grab new knives and throw them at each other. And it is one of the best action scenes in the history of the medium. You have and to I, see I it think, to believe it. Yeah. And this movie kind of had a little bit of that idea too. I mean, John wick, I think is after this, but it, it kind of had that. Let's just have a glory of just, let's just kill one guy after the next. I'm just going to walk straight through here. I'm just going to kill one guy after the next. The only difference is in this film is kind of based on something that I feel like I could understand the job of. Like, I feel like I could understand Gerard Butler's job and what he would have to do. Whereas John wick is total fantasy. I have no idea what John wick is capable of. What are the rules? wherever the rules of the movie are there's yeah. no you know john, you know, wick, was john a, wick doesn't exist john wick one was a uh, year later by the way which seems crazy right. it feels like they were mild they feel like a decade later but it was a yeah really yeah who did it I, better keanu reeves that's who yeah i gotta i gotta say uh i have a feeling olympus has fallen is gonna age really badly mm. and john wick feels very timeless to me oh yeah no john yeah. wick will last a long long time i feel like three got a little overindulgent but i think they you know if they finish it out with four, um, in twenty twenty one, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they that'll be a good solid thing that we'll all look at in thirty years and go, that's still good. It'll be called John Wick has fallen, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He fell pretty hard in all three, right. so I don't know. I don't know how anyone survived. Yeah, I think, I'm thinking Literally. John Wick has fallen. <laughs> he, yeah, the, the literal fall of John Wick should have been the title of that movie. Um, all right. What else? Uh, this movie telegraphed a lot of stuff I wrote. SS guys never look trustworthy, yeah. uh, even though they most of them turned out to be honorable dudes. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, what did I write here? <laughs> oh, I wrote, why not just, okay, when they were hiding in the walls and they knew they were in the walls, just start shooting at the walls. Yeah, don't, don't tiptoe towards the walls. I, you know, as much as I've, I've complained about this movie a lot, but I really did enjoy this movie. I just, it was a lot of fun, a, a lot of good rides. I think, I think I didn't really question it until like uh, like after things had happened a lot of times or if things were moving kind of slow. Too much time for me to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's a good that's a good way to do. If you're going to do an action movie that has a lot of uh, suspend your disbelief, just right. keep it going. Just don't going. Don't, don't give stop. people a pause to make them think about stuff. You guys got the Batman connection, right? You got your, uh, Morgan Freeman is um, ah. Lucius. Lucius, and then you got your Aaron Eckhart, Two Face, Harvey Dent over there. Oh, I, yeah. I will say this, and I and I I'm hesitant to say it because I like him normally, and I think he's a pretty good actor, and he's got a sweet Utah connection and all this other stuff. So I, I think highly of Aaron Eckhart, but I don't think he's good in this movie. I think he's kind of bad. Mm-hmm. Well, lots of over uh, overacting, is it just a lot of he's dumb... super broody, or like know. he has to play it's... a really broody role. I don't know. Uh, the, something about it is 
over the top. His speech at the end is the most uninspiring garbage speech ever. It's yeah. just bad. I is don't know. It, is is it really though? Is it? I it's bad. It's bad. I I couldn't quite figure out. It 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 both seem presidential, and both not at the same time. I think Bill Pullman did it better. Yeah, the speech Bill Pullman <laughs> gave was a better speech. But I yeah, think he this, also lost his wife, right? Uh, yes. In the city where Will Smith found her by accident. Right. Remember that? Or no, she died later of her injuries. Yeah. And his speech, even though it was stupid, was delivered with such bravado that it's just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At least had, and this one felt like it was mostly ADR. Oh, speaking of which, can I share some of you guys? This is pretty cool. So yeah. my buddy Liam O'Brien of uh, uh, yeah. voice actor fame, and, and yeah, if you have played video games in the last decade, you've you've been you've played a game with him in it. I guarantee it. Everything from Call of Duty to World of Warcraft, he's in everything. Uh, and he's part of Critical Role now, which is really a big fame thing for those guys. But he did ADR work for this. And oh, I noticed really? it because I heard it and I went, that sounds like Liam. So I stopped, captured the audio, texted him and said, dude, is this you? And he <laughs> says, yep, I forgot I even did that. That was like 2012. <laughs> so here it is. I'm just going to play this little tiny bit. This is Liam O'Brien doing ADR work in Olympus Has Fallen. Sir, there's movement in front of the White House. It's Illidan, dude. Illidan oh, wow. Storm Rage. Yeah, crazy. Wow. Anyway, just a little something. A little side <laughs> note. Uh, all right, and he is—he is, by the way, not uh, in the IMDb full cast and credits. No, he is not. ADR guys I never get that stuff. He told me credited role. I asked him about that. He says, "Oh yeah, you never. We're we're the bottom of the low. They don't ever put our names in there for that stuff. Mm. They get paid, but it's not like you know they don't yeah. get royalties or any of that. There's it's just like no sag card for that business. No, and that was just some random soldier that was re- replying to whoever." So it was no big deal. But anyway, I thought it was cool because, hey, it's Liam. Check that out. Can you play it again real quick? I can. Here it is. Sir, there's movement in front of the White House. There's movement <laughs> in front of the White House. It sounds like oh, Illidan dude. is on the call. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I've been looking at the White House for 10,000 years, he should have said. <laughs> All right, uh, clips, clips. You guys want clips? Oh, clips. yeah. Please Shh. tell me you got the uh, the the passcode reading off. I hope so. I hope. I, hope. Uh, I don't remember. I might have. Let's find out. Here's a find shaved out. head idea. I don't know what this is. Well, let's talk about that shaved head idea. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's getting all pervy in the car. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, shave that head. All right, you here's... were listening. Oh, do you want ice cream? I got three minutes. Let's run down to the kitchen get some ice cream. Yeah. Hmm? Chocolate chip or Rocky Road? I'm going to have Rocky Road before you eat it all like you did last time. I don't remember it that way. Yeah, you did. Dad's son banter. <laughs> how, yeah, if they would have just stopped arguing, they could have gotten the ice cream and been back by the time right. they how, how much Rocky Road is in the White House? I just can't imagine that you could eat all of it. I just I just have like this unreasonable amount in my mind, I suppose. Maybe you've just got like a special ice cream freezer that's full of... Yeah, I mean, at least more than the president could eat. I mean... I don't know. Do they have all the flavors you'd ever want at the White House? I, I would assume there's a Baskin Robbins or something in there, right? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> there's a bowling alley. There might as well be a Baskin Robbins. I love that I idea. Just, it's funny because it makes you think of like somebody has to go grocery shopping for the president. Right. <laughs> yeah. You think the, gallon, you think the gallon's going to cut it? No. Last time you ate the whole darn thing. All right. That's hilarious. I hadn't thought of it that way. All right. Here's Red talking. Menace Lee is going to want you to issue a joint statement, Mr. President. Threatening military action to get the North Koreans to stand down from the border and stop their missile tests, which I think we should give them. The male penguin keeps the egg. And if you disagree, 
right? If you disagree, I'll have your job by the end of this movie. <laughs> now give me a coffee with 11 sugars and 14 <laughs> cups of cream in it, please. Not in a, no styrofoam shit. Bring me a real cup. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right. Here's the say the name motion, uh, part of the movie. Here you go. Oh, yeah. Olympus is falling. Olympus is falling. Olympus is falling. Three times. If now Candyman yeah, comes out, up with would it be funny if they if they had put in White House down? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been great, right? Just to just to f with those other guys with the other yeah. movie. <laughs> uh, I think you could if you say Olympus has fallen three times, Candyman comes out, Tony Todd, and he starts just shooting bees at people. So you got to be careful. Oh, go. I think I think a Greek god comes comes out of that. Mm, that makes sense. Oh, say Olympus has fallen. Three hundred of them. Uh, all right, let's Maybe. see. Close your eyes, and it's Dolph Lundgren. All right, so here's the clip. You got You're gonna hear it like I hear it. This sounds like Dolph Lundgren. I'm working for justice. It sounds like Dolph Lundgren to me. Like an Eng- like he's trying to I do an English yeah. English accent. I was. I was. I'm sorry. I was so primed for a Rocky Four Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no accent. I should have said that. It's more like the um. What did he, what did he say in uh, uh, Johnny Mnemonic? He, he yelled something. Oh. Oh, hold, hold sinners, sinners, that whole thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a bit like that. I'm Wait, working for justice. I'm working for justice. I don't know. That guy needs an accent. Can you just play that one more time for me? Yeah, here you go. I'm working for justice. There you go. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I I have Keanu Reeves there. I, I, I'm oh, weird. Keanu Reeves. Let me try it again. I'm working for justice. Okay, now I can hear it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I can totally hear Keanu. You are right. Uh, Something about needing to know. Classified? Really? Well, right now, I think I have the proverbial need to f- know. He's pretty good at hiding a Scottish accent, isn't he? He's pretty good at it. Pretty he good. is, yeah. Yeah. It's impressive. I mean, yes, but also. Do you hear no? it? Like, do you like, hear it come sometimes? Out? Do you hear it come I, out? I don't know. I never hear it come out. Maybe I'm just not hearing it. He's like he's like way better than Ewan McGregor, but I, I, I there were moments where I was like, oh, this guy wasn't born in the United States. I think the Scots have a harder time. The English seem to be able to do us really good, but the Scottish have a hard time for some reason. I don't know why. Okay, um, when you leave the oh, <laughs> I wrote when you leave the air, uh, the auto parts store. Spark plug received. All right, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, I, wow. I I didn't understand the designation. Sometimes it was just odd. I'm like spark what? plug. Spark plug is he because he's sparky? Because he's he... a kid. I don't know. Yeah. Just say Wait, and, and how many meetings must they have a week about? Okay, we've decided to change all the names for everybody. This yeah. week is Spark Plug and uh, Teapot. <laughs> Why couldn't <laughs> they right. just say what was his name? What was the kid's name? Uh, Connor. Connor. Why couldn't Connor. they just say Connor's been re- Connor's safe? Like, uh, be- because it. yeah, well, yeah, I guess communication. It's just but keep it security. You know, they'll right. never know who they're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> I guess so. All right, this is maybe my the f- president's kid. <laughs> Besides something. <laughs> that uh, John McClane might say in Die Hard, this might be one of my favorite Die Hard ripoff lines that I've ever heard. And it's right here. Why don't you and I play a game of f*** off? You go first. And then he hangs up on him. That's that great. Was, that was that was actually pretty good. And I put that, that in my... Yippee isn't it? It really is. And I put that in my back pocket for the next telemarketer calls. And we're going to play that game. It's going to be fantastic. It made me laugh I like out yeah. loud. It was pretty it was good. good. All right. Poor Ruth. Here, here's Ruth. Ruth. Mr. President. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> she got the shit kicked out of her. I felt bad for her. I was taking a nap. 
What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? I, think, I was uh, taking a nap. Remember? <laughs> do you remember the very, the very, very beginning of Film Sack? We uh, going back to Extra Life Radio. We would talk about how uh, e- easy mode for an actor was when they had to be angry because right. they could just they could just be a- anybody can just be angry and it and it comes yeah. across as acting. Yeah. Uh, I think gurgling because your your body is damaged is right up there with angry acting. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. Well, if you want some angry acting, I have some. I'm going to give it to you now. And now we'll compare them, okay? So you got the gargly uh, acting, and now you have angry acting. Here you go. General Clegg, I'm the commander-in-chief. If I didn't absolutely need you, I would relieve you right now. I will not let this answer. You know, I don't want to hear America, word sir, out of you unless I ask you a question. Jeez. Ooh. Slow down. It's that's, it. that's freaking what's his name we're talking to there. Yeah, it's settle down, brother. Robert Forrester. Freeman, yeah, Robert Forrester. Yeah. Morgan Freeman talks like he's uh, trying to keep a tic tac pressed firmly with the to- with his tongue to the top of his mouth. <laughs> I don't know is, how to describe it, but you're right. Is he? Is he that's funny. Is, does he wear dentures or something? No, because that's, oh, no, that would explain it. I mean, it? maybe be really funny if he's trying to keep. A, Maybe. And by the way, I need an answer for this. I put something up on Twitter, said, ah, he elevates the material. And I put a, a GIF I made of him sitting there. And somebody immediately wrote back and says, yeah, if you like somebody who dates his granddaughter, he's only like a half inch away from Woody. What? What's his name? Yeah. Uh, not Woody. Yeah. Woody. Who's the guy that dated his daughter and married her? Soong Lee? What's that? Woody, Allen. Oh, Woody, Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Jeez, yeah, I couldn't yeah, think of yeah. his damn name. Uh, he goes, uh, yeah, he says he's, only, he's just basically Woody Allen, except barely removed or whatever i'm like really is that a thing i don't know this i don't know this at all and remember it's just a claim there was this one guy who claimed that morgan freeman had this sexual relationship with his step-granddaughter that it's been denied there's no real good evidence huh okay yeah all right i guess i heard i hadn't heard about it never heard of this yeah me either before her death hold on hollywood gossip I'm sure this will be all true. Yeah, but, wow. <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah. Podcasting. Uh, I'm just going to skip. Hollywood gossip. I'm going to skip down here. Yeah, he denied it. That seems... That's, I, I've never even heard of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you mm-hmm. get blindsided on the internet. It's like, oh, yeah, you like him? Well, guess what? I'm like, okay, I'm just having a little fun here. Calm down. All right. Uh, here's your next mm-hmm. clip. This is uh, <laughs> Robert Forrester being Robert Forrester. Here you go. We aren't holding shit. We ain't holding shit. <laughs> anybody anybody got a Robert Forrester from another movie that comes to oh, mind? I like him Jackie in, Brown. I like Oh, him Jackie in. Brown was so good. By the way, oh, Jackie Brown's a great one. Yeah. yeah it's a great movie. Yeah. Okay. I love him in that. Let's see. I'm trying to think. For me, and I'm I'm sure I'm the only person who who cares at all about the movie The Descendants by Alexander uh, Payne. Yeah. No, oh, that's, no, a, really that's a great movie, movie sure. Uh, it's just one of, it's just one of those things, right? Mm-hmm. It's like any other Alexander Payne movie. If you love wine, there's a movie for you. If you love Hawaii, here's one. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Robert Forrester is is one of the many descendants in that movie. Interesting. And uh he's he's it's a bit role, but he's real good. He's a uh, he's a national treasure. I love that guy. I saw something else with him last night that I just started and, they, and he was suddenly in it and I can't remember what it was now. Cuz my brain Well, you're not some. watching Twin Peaks the the newest most recent season of Twin Peaks. He uh takes over from uh Harry Truman. Who oh no. Didn't come back for the season. I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh I'll tell wait, you, President Truman Brown like straight up real Harry Truman? Truman? 
Truman? Truman? No, no, no. The the, uh, the sheriff was Harry Truman, oh. the guy that uh, Agent Cooper worked closest with. Right. And this is his brother. Right. Okay. I found it. Breaking Bad. He played Ed. He was like toward the final season. He was the one that was doing oh. the the basically witness protection except illegal. It's like trying to hide or give uh, Walter White a new identity. And he put it. And we got van. we got a reference to that in the film as well because wasn't that what uh, our our friend was going to stay and watch? Yeah, while go home and watch. Went? Stay home and watch uh, Breaking yeah. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, this guy works. Holy shit. Have you seen his career? Yeah. This is a huge. Oh, yeah, well, no. he plays he plays a cop who gets one line in so many movies. He's mm. just in a million. He should old be. I, I expect way more like general and. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know, like there should be a lot more where he plays a general because it feels like he's he does it really well. That role every every time. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. He was in Heroes. I forgot about that. The show Heroes. Oh, Remember Heroes? Yeah. He was lucky Jim and in my uh, late grandfather. Oh yeah, looks like him too. Yeah, looks like him. Looks just like him. Wow. Sound like him because that's the best part. Yeah, that's what you want. A uh, little bit, a yeah. little he, bit like that. He was bit. he did uh, voice as the president in Justice League Unlimited. That was a cool yeah. series. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. All right, that guy's awesome. I love him. Oh, did did yeah. I, I I know we've mentioned a couple of goofs, but did we talk about? How uh, more than once in this movie, after the Washington Monument is destroyed, we see the whole Washington Monument? Oh, no, I missed that. Yeah, oh, we really? didn't talk about it, but there's a couple of things that that are like, I wouldn't really, it's continuity errors. Like yeah. like early on, uh, Gerard Butler's character turns off, the, the TV gets turned off, and then he turns the TV off with the remote. Yeah. Like when he's yeah. sitting with the kid, and there's like... Uh, yeah, uh, it brought up the blood on the wall that suddenly yeah. the wall's clean. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, the blood on his face too. That uh, oh right. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's, got a, big, like he's a, got a big job of the hut tongue, and he licked it. Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it could be sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's all kinds of little stuff like that. But I, you know, I did not thing. even catch the Washington Monument thing. Holy cow! It's not like yeah. a six months later. No, yeah. skip, to the, speech thing. skip to yeah. the skip to the helicopters all flying in to attack the White House, and you wow. see the whole Washington Monument. It's like, wait a minute, Ooh. I was. I was really moved by that thing coming down. That was really yeah. impactful. Yeah. It didn't really come down. They just took the tip off. Just the tip. Just the tip. Yeah, just the, just tip. the tip. When that thing fell. Just, just it, a tip off that phallic symbol. It's, it's really, they could just they could just sharp resharpen it, and yeah. it would be a little bit shorter, uh, and they don't have to rebuild yeah. the top. What is it? Big, yeah. a big, one of those big square things you have when you were a kid that you would twist on your pencil? It would just come down? Yeah, it'd be perfect. Yeah, exactly. okay. I just, yeah. Uh, as someone who has played Minecraft, you can easily rebuild that thing. Trust me. Oh, yeah, it's no problem. Just get up there. You can float up there if you're in creative mode. Yeah, it's not a problem. Right. <laughs> Uh, it just reminded me, I've been watching this season of Handmaid's Tale. It's really good. But there's a scene on the National Mall there where um, it's from the Lincoln Memorial pointing outward. And it's they made it a big, giant cross in that show. Mm. So it's uh, when the That's Gilead people, Sons of Jacob or whatever, took over the city. They converted the Washington Monument to have a giant middle upper piece that makes it look like a huge cross, like a giant religious mm. symbol. It's crazy, crazy looking. And then, and if you look back at the memorial, Lincoln's head is missing. Oh, what? Yeah, it's blown off his shoulders. Like his whole shoulders are all crumbly, and his head's gone. Yeah, all that right. shows. That is curious. I, I, I am curious to see how that that statue will fall apart because you know, uh, like was like the Roman statues. Like we all think, oh, they they used to make them with no arms. No, they just fell off. That was just 
Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. If so, you have hundreds of years uh, between yeah. construction and like lots of earthquakes happen and all sorts of you know, war. Right. And so on. Yeah. Or just natural, was, like moving it around or having it sit too long or whatever. That stuff eventually just takes its toll. But but in the case of this thing, it was blown off in the war or in the fight or whatever happened there. Right. Oh, I'm shooting Lincoln right in the face. That's why but I that, like that show. Oh. It's, it's got great world building, but they don't give you every single detail, which I think is important in good world building. Like you need to kind of leave a lot to your imagination or else you kind of right. screw it up. So that's why I love Mad Max. They never you think, they, you think they shot that Lincoln uh, statue like from the back? Like uh, No, they shot it from the front because there's no way to get back there. Oh, it, oh, okay. Well, you know, you know, know like a, a wall behind it. Yeah, there's a wall. Right, that makes sense. That makes sense. But I just thought it'd be ironic. And the wall's got the big. It's got like big blast marks and stuff. And they now see it. Because he got shot in the back of the head. Yeah. Because you know, just saying. World building. Life. World building's fun. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> um. All right. Here's a. I think we're almost done with these. Oh yeah, I'm almost done with these. I got here's one right here. This is a. This is a gnarly pledge of allegiance. This is the worst way to have to do it, okay? So here you go, Melissa Leo, take it away. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America! Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> Tell so, you, man, she nails it. So that's a combination of angry acting and gurgly, gurgly acting. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, you're it's right. So it's really good. She's, she, she, yeah. I mean, she's but, a great but, actress in general, but... but She's yeah. awesome. She is terrific. However, does she not know how to zig and zag? Like, serpentine? You know, serpentine? Yeah, you know you're going to get shot in the back. You got to do something. You can't just walk I, straight out. And and the thing is, that's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous that they're going to try to shoot her on the front patio. Right. Like, they don't need to at all. It is the worst idea for them to come out of that bunker and expose themselves in that moment. And right. Kang is too smart to do it. And I don't understand why, except, I mean, we got a cool little action bit out of it. I mean, the idea is to like, show that he's super sadistic and wants to have another terrible thing on national television. And But but I agree. Like, that would blow your, your whole plan that you worked so long for. You're just blowing right. it by sticking your head out and aiming a gun somewhere. It's just dumb. And I didn't understand why, once again, bad guy on pause. It's like, oh, if I send out the hostages... And everybody thinks that the president was on the helicopter and all the terrorists were on the helicopter and I blew it up that now no one's going to go in the White House and they're going to give them just, you know, they're not, <laughs> not going to suddenly storm the White House to try to figure out what was going look on. For, right. Look for yeah. more uh, look for more survivors. I mean, survivors, that was just yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Do you notice when know. they're Asian um, terrorists, there's always a guy with a huge set of hair and a Fu Manchu mustache. Why do they always do that? It's not that actor. It's not that I actor we always see necessarily. That guy's in lots of things. No. But right, it's not uh, right. And I actually Ken thought it was him. Leong or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name. I but thought he, I saw him, but it wasn't him. It wasn't him, but they have a guy like that. That seems to be like you can't do this unless you have that guy with you. And, I, and I'm trying to understand Al, it. Al Leong, that's it. Right. Or Al Leong, Al yeah. Leong. Who's Ken Leo? Oh, Ken, Dr. Ken. Well, like, Ken, Ken, Ken Jeong. Or yeah. something? Is that kind of... The one that goes on? gay when he's sitting in his... Uh... <laughs> you guys know the thing from uh, from Community where he's in the back of the class and somebody no. does no. something up front no. and he goes, puts his hand to his mouth and goes, gay. I have only seen like the a few episodes of Community. Shame oh, on Oh, it's one of the Dude, best sitcoms ever. It done. really is. Ever yeah, 100%. It, it would have it would have been like top five of all time if not for Chevy Chase. Like he, if not he, if not for season five or four, right? Yeah, one like went, right to Yahoo. But seasons two and three were just yes. incredible, yeah. especially if you can get a supercut that just removes Chevy Chase. 
<laughs> How do you say, say it? See, uh, community. I'm going to find this. Because he says it in the back of the class. It's like a meme. I can't believe yeah, heard this. Yeah, movie. we got to play something. It's, it's offensive too, right? Let's oh, play it. I found it. Here it is. <laughs> I found it. Here you go. <laughs> They're just repeating it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you have to see I, it to appreciate it. It's what very funny. Is that? Yeah. It's funny. I I have never been able to refer to that actor by his actual name. I always call him uh, Doctor uh, Ken. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, uh, uh, what, what's it? Uh, prof- professor. What, what's his name in the in Chang. the Chang? Professor Farnsworth. Professor. No, but they, he's, he's teaching about Spanish. For Senor Chang. Thank Senor you. Senor Chang, Chang. Right. Is, the, is the name like that's the guy? <laughs> he's like you. Mm-hmm. No one has ever come up with a better comedic name for a person doing a job than also, senor chang and the senor idea chang. that he's a he's a community spanish. college spanish teacher who's asian and barely is so oh my gosh it's so good that show's great yeah i'm gonna go watch community bye see you later all right here's a final uh, deal here this is uh brian i got some i got some audio from your mom Ibit. Um, oh, she good. sent this on she says oh, better be all you got from her she says look i know you can use this i don't need it um, apparently this is a clip of what you said when your date was leaving your car on prom night. So she was getting out of the car okay. and she was kind of slow and a little hesitant. And you apparently said this. So here's the audio. Go. Walk. Move. Jeez, you were, you were hardcore. <laughs> well, date's over. That's it. <laughs> right. We're done. Can you guys. All right. Final clip. Can you guys tell me what this is? So I'm going to play it. I heard it and I ha- captured it. I still don't know who made it or what it is. Here it is. We'll play it again. I'm going to play it one more time. Any ideas? No. It sounds like a gaff because that doesn't sound like... It sounds like speeded up audio is what it, it sounds absolutely like. does. Yeah. Oh, well, let me try it again. It does to me as well. I can't tell. I don't know. Gun or something like that. I don't know. It play, it, it happened the, toward uh, the end, and and was it the Asian lady henchman? No, <laughs> no, she was dead by then. Yeah. Um, I don't. Hold on. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I, I need you to never play that again. You're freaking me out. <laughs> I know. In seven days, one of us is gonna die. Now that we've all heard that tape, it's really weird. Like ten times. All right, that brings us to the end of the clips, and that brings us to this. Kang is both bad guy and what? Sorry, he's he is both fast and furious. Is what I meant to say. Oh. Uh, here's one for you. He wished he could say that was the last time he saw John McClane. I just had to put that one in there. <laughs> uh, kids always hide in the walls. Check. Uh, that was the film site checklist, by the way. All right, moving on. Star Trek connection. Couldn't find any, and Daryl never sent me anything, so I don't know who's from Star Trek. So Ashley Judd. Oh is right, a, the, uh, probably our oh, best yeah, one. Of course, Duh. rods and cones or rods hopes and, and cones, whatever it is. It was a yeah. What was that? It was the cones and the. Uh, it was rods and cones. Was that cones and it? balls? Cones and balls. balls, whatever it was. I, I, I definitely was a ball, a ball goes into a cone. Right, and they were everybody would get high when they did it, except yeah. her and Wesley broke the broke the spell or whatever. I, it's yeah. got to be balls and cones, right? Yeah. There's your connection. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anybody else though. Who else? Morgan Freeman never did Trek. Uh, Just or, imagine the Antoine Fuqua directed 
episode of TNG. It's a it's a fun little fantasy to have. <laughs> I'd watch that. I'd be into it. I wonder if that, like is that, that ep- is that Tarantino thing still happening? Is he still going to make a Star Trek movie or no? Wasn't there some? I've heard nothing. All right. I, still, I want that to happen. I just need to know what it is. But the more prominent rumor is that his next movie is his last movie. He always says that, though. Doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Like, Hateful Eight was going to be last, and then he's like, oh, I'm doing this thing about the Tate. I sent him out. The, what's her name? Um, murders. What's her name? Who died from, uh, who got murdered by Manson's people? What was her name? Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate. That's at this new one coming out, right? In a week or two or whatever it is. Anyway. Oh, but, I thought the new one was the um, uh, Brad Pitt and that's Leonardo the, that, DiCaprio stuntman Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, that's the one. That's the whole thing. Okay. That whole thing is oh, surrounded really? by. Uh, yeah, you got to watch the trailer because you get to see Charlie Manson in it. It's pretty cool. Oh, I've watched the trailer. I've seen the trailer before the last two movies I've seen in the theater, and I did not even pick up anything about Manson or Sharon Tate or any of that stuff. Yeah, because Sharon crazy. Tate is played by what's her hottie? Maggie uh, or Margot Robbie? Yeah. Is, is Sharon Tate? That's Sharon Holy Tate. cow. Yeah. So who knows what Tarantino's wow. actually doing with it? Like, because he's weird, right? Like, this isn't just a murder story, so who knows what he's doing? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the Brad Pitt, uh, DiCaprio thing is his own writing. Maybe those guys existed. I don't know. Anxious don't know. to see what that is, though. Uh, the soundtrack, great. I'd give it an R for right what they needed. Right for what they needed. It was fine. It's just the kind of thing you want. Nice and patriotic and intense and, you know, not really remarkable in any way, but perfectly suited for the material. Good mm-hmm. job, soundtrack, and well done. Let's move on to the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. Let's begin these festivities with Randy Jordan. Olympus has fallen when a bunch of guys sneak in at night and ruin everything. And a lady with her blouse torn off is staggering right out the front door. You're going to save the day with your physical prowess. Just like a Saturday night. at Yeah. (laughs) Keep walking. Move. All right. Uh, Brian Dunaway, your turn. Olympus has fallen, like Owen Wilson said in Armageddon. Scariest environment imaginable. Thanks. That's all you got to say. Scariest environment imaginable. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Love that guy. We haven't seen him enough. Let's get more movies with him in it. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. Olympus has fallen. I'm not going to tell you my Twitter post. No, I'd rather die than tell you my Twitter post. I swear to you, I'm not going to tell you my Twitter post. Okay, it's Alpha 3 Tango 7 Niner Foxtrot. Niner service codes. Hashtag. Not hashtag. Shift 3 service codes. To their credit, at least they, the president told them not to do it in both cases. So I go, and that made right. me so mad because I was like, no, I'm not doing it. No, you've already given a one away, you freak. Yeah, but they have, to, or they have to vo- follow his... Do they orders? Yeah, they do. I I think no. I think if you think that the country is in danger, I think that you can actually tell the president to go shove it. I think I that is don't the rule. No, if that's now you may be held in contempt or you know treason or whatever, but I think as a moral standpoint, you just go suck it, president. I mean, I would have not given him the codes because if you knew right. what Cerberus was and how devast literally devastating that was going to be forever and always like of course you wouldn't i wouldn't give it away also the the thing where go ahead and give them the code because the president won't is backwards it's totally backwards no i i am the underling i die to save the universe 
and the president, I, you know, like I'm also saving the president, right? right. Like it, it just, it just doesn't make sense to me that you would be like, oh, okay. The president will hold out. He'll, he'll be good. We're, 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 we're fine. Yeah. Everyone's good. Everyone be, be nice. Do we have a chick in the bucket this week or no? Can't think of anybody. Connor. So he went, I don't know. He, oh, he I was mean, at the end. Chick like, in the vent. Res- <laughs> but rescued, rescued is is a conclusion for a character. Yeah, and They're he was at the end right, too. Right. He was in that room, standing next to um, Jimmy John there no, when that's the true. speech that's happened. True. That's true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I now guess. This, uh, by the way, the death count in this film is uh, at 168. I don't know who does that or why, but yeah. 168 dead bodies were seen. And that's a lot. That's a really high number for a movie. Yeah. And it just like I appreciated it was horrific, but I appreciated that when they finally come out of the White House, there are just bodies everywhere. Yeah. Like that really worked. You know, it, it was terrible. <laughs> right. Sing that again, Dunaway. Do I'm not going to do it. No. Okay. You got you got one. You'll I have got to, all I'm going to get. I, okay. You have to isolate it and replay it. I enjoyed over it. And over it was very good. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think of anybody else. I don't think anyone, I, I don't think anyone classifies. I think they did a good job of sewing everybody up. I mean, there were a lot of unknowns and stuff. Maybe the, the joint chiefs guy that was, had the knife to his neck that gave away the first code. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe there's no resolution there. Cause I think he's just one of the hooded guys that got blown up in the plane or in the, in the helicopter. So it's kind of an unceremonious missing guy, but not really chicken the bucket status. So good job movie. You avoided it. Well done. Oh, look at this. Just been handed alternate titles. This was almost called Many Black Hawks Down. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or All the President's Men Are Mostly Dead. All right, moving on to emails. Um, email from Nathan, who wrote in, says, Hey, Sackers, Nathan here, and I just needed to chime in on the, quote, what the discussion from the Ghost Ship episode. We were talking about how nobody ever says what the in real life. Right. I remember y'all having a similar discussion on an earlier episode, so I had to email this time and say my piece. Yes, I'm standing up and admitting I have said, what the? Uh, I can think of multiple occasions where I have said it in real life uh, as a somewhat educated human being. In every instance, it is with the intention of saying, what the F or what the hell? But the shock of the situation usually cuts me short because that last word never gets out. Uh, Every now and again, a sound or a breathy h sound (laughs) will come out but it's never fully realized and every time i realize i didn't finish the phrase i think of how dumb i must look by the time this realization hits me i just feels or it just feels weird dropping a random f-bomb after such a pregnant pause like i forgot the word and spent the whole time trying to think of it anyway just wanted to let you know that i exist i may be the only one and i think the world is probably better for it happy sacking nathan well nathan Um Maybe you the are the only, only one. one. I don't know. I've never met anyone who's ever said it to me in real life, except right. for a movie. So there you go. That's all I can I go by. That's all I can go by. Yeah. Have any of you just like recently gone, oh, uh, a spider's in the house. What the? And then stop no. your sentence? No. No one does. No. I, never, I was just, never, I, don't I, do that. I, I just sat and endured an earthquake for 30 seconds last night. And it, I, that would have not happened. It's not like, it. no, I, I may have said the F word a few times, uh, like a dozen times, but I, I can't imagine stopping short of it. It's the whole point. A few dozen times. Did you did you see the pool? Did your swimming pool at the uh, thing there do any sloshing? Like I see a lot of videos yeah. of swimming pools and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, the we were sitting next to a hot tub, so that wasn't 
much to see because it was running. Wait, you know, so I need the complete turbulent. story of why you were sitting next to a hot tub and not in the hot tub. Mm. So we had been in the hot tub with our neighbor and uh, we were drinking these uh, horrible malt liquor drinks that uh, are flavored in a in a tall, skinny can. Mm. It was horrible. Mm. Um, I can't remember what they're called. It's like Smirnoff or I don't know what they are. Yeah. But uh, we, so we were having some drinks and we were in the hot tub and you get too hot. Right. You yeah. get like. Right. You get, so you have to get out and cool off a little bit. Yeah. And so I got out and I was sitting in a chair right next to the hot tub. And uh, one of the anchors for the seat was broken. So the chair was kind of like it felt like it was depressing a little bit when I sat on it. Yeah. So I was I was I was in the perfect thing to ride an earthquake because was the chair gave me this like extra motion up and down. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> huge swimming pool next to us. There hadn't been anybody in it for a while, so it was relatively still. And the earthquake made it move, made the water move. It didn't splash out. We're like 100 miles from the earthquake. But it definitely, like, we all looked at the pool. Like, we're all looking, <laughs> staring at the pool to see what it's doing. I have a, a great aunt who thinks that y'all are just sinners, and that's why you get earthquakes out there. Sinner. Oh, of course, yes, yeah. right. Yeah, even though yeah. she lives on one of the biggest faults in the States, and it just hasn't popped right. yet. Well, I got I to gotta agree. I mean, seems right. <laughs> seems right. California's full of sinners, so... Why not? Go ahead and have that. It seems pretty convenient, though. She does that anytime there's any kind of disaster oh, anywhere. Yeah. So even if a, a wonderful village of people gets a tsunami somewhere, oh, they must not yeah. have been living right. Must be sinners. Yeah. She drives me absolutely up a wall. Mm -hmm. Hi, Aunt Connie. Love you. All right. Um, <laughs> if she's listening to this, she's sinning. Yeah, she's sinning. That's right. She probably There's no way she's listening to this. Hey, uh, don't forget you can send your own emails into the show and have them read just like that one from Nathan. You can send them to filmsack at gmail.com or if it's convenient for you, send us a voicemail. 801-471-0462 is the phone number. 801-471-0462. We look forward to hearing from you. Our next film will be, I don't know. We're going to, we're going to Amazon Prime for our next film. Hmm. And we are going to celebrate the 35th anniversary of the beginning of World War III. We're watching Red Dawn. Oh, my gosh. What the? Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> hey, Brian, you did your first what the? That's what, awesome. What, what the? Hold on. This is a C. Thomas Howell, Patrick Swayze, Leah Thompson joint. That's the one. Not this new one. Right. Not so the I thought our one. rule was not to have back-to-back -back foreign invasion nope, movies. Nope. We're doing it. We're doing it. All right. Was that a rule? <laughs> Do we have that? I thought we had back to back. I thought we had back to back rules. This is this. Well, no, it, should no. this be included? Because normally it's like back to back. Um, uh, what was the last one that Randy wouldn't let us do? Oh, back to back horror ghost, movies. Horror movies or ghost stories or something. Outside of October, I don't think we should do we should do like terrifying films back to back. Right, we should take a break. But Red Dawn, it's the 35th anniversary, guys. 35 yeah. years. Yeah, it's time. Oh, I'm not arguing that's not a fantastic movie. I think it's time. And also, we didn't mean to do this, but but Olympus has fallen was perfect for a. This is the Fourth of July week uh, weekend. Yeah. 5th of July is when I watched this thing when the movie took place. Yeah, so we so we actually got to you know I mean that feels like a good plan. I don't think we really planned it, but it happened. No. So now we'll do it again with Red Dawn and not the Hemsworth new one. We're talking about the old, the old ass 1984 classic, in my opinion. Right. 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 Uh, in the, it's the dawn of World War III in the Midwestern America. A group of teenagers band together to defend their town and their country from invading Soviet forces from Cuba is where they come from. Cuba. 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 And if you don't have uh, Amazon Prime. If you have a star subscription, you may be able to watch it there as well. You can just come over to my house. I got a DVD. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. yeah. You got Jennifer Gray, Charlie Sheen. Uh, Jennifer Gray pre nose job. Yeah, yeah pre nose right. job. This was uh, pre. This was putting pre baby in the corner, right? This My, was this was their first appearance together. I think so. Oh, was this really before baby got yeah. in the corner? Oh, way yeah. before. Yeah, like a uh, half a decade. Before, like eighty four. Well, I thought the I thought Dirty Dancing was like eighty nine like or something. Six or eighty seven, maybe. Pretty close. Later. Harry Pretty Dean close. Stanton's right. in this. Ryan Ron O'Neill. This is when she thought she was still going to grow into her nose. Oh, just kidding! I love Jennifer Gray. Powers <laughs> Booth is in this. Oh, dude. Yeah. All right, I'm in. Hey, Thomas Howell. I'm all in. Charlie mm-hmm. Sheen. Cool. Save uh, it for next week. Okay, save it for next week. That's uh, and there is a show next week. Just a slight PSA: the week after that, I'm out of town and there's no show. But we are here next week, and then the week after I get back, we'll be here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I guess I'm just letting people know early that the 19th, weekend of the 19th, I am not here. Mm. Uh, and much, well, other parts of that week. It'll all, Why have we it'll never watched an Iron Eagle film? How Cause, come? Because we're dumb. We're the worst. Mm. Did we see Top Gun? Oh. oh. Oh, I see what you did. I see what you did. Yeah, because we didn't want to watch them two in a row. That's why we didn't watch them. <laughs> no, back-to-back Iron Eagle. I mean, Iron Eagle 1, that's the Lou Gossett Jr. thing, right? Did yeah. I have that right? Okay. Right. I've yeah. never yeah. seen a I single one of those. I think he consistently shows up all the Iron Eagles, right? And oh. he like the thread? All the Queen music, too. Yeah, he's the uh-huh. he's like, what's his name in the American Pie sequels? Uh, Eugene Levy will just keep coming. Yeah. So, so hold on, though. If, yeah, I've never seen an Iron Eagle movie. I was just checking oh. my Whoa. memory. you got to watch an Iron Eagle film, man. Okay. I'm you would never, you've never felt like you've watched such a knockoff of something until you've watched an Iron Eagle film. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is perfect. We should do one then, Iron Eagle one. Oh, but someone please, also, please someone please on uh, Twitter said we should be watching Book of Eli, and so here's oh, my yeah. here's my statement on that. I love Book of Eli and was going to rewatch it when I saw it pop on Netflix. I will hold off on doing that if we put it on our list. Otherwise, I'm just going to watch it because I like that movie. But I need to know if we're going to do it because if we do it, I need to capture clips and stuff while I'm doing it. Do it. Otherwise, I'm just going to watch it because I like it because it's post apocalyptic it. and badass and awesome. Just watch it. Just watch it. Should I just watch it? We're not going to do that one. Yeah. You don't think Book of Eli is a. a uh, I, 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 I like Book of Eli, but I don't know if it'll be a fun, sackable movie. It's a great movie, but I think it's a great movie. Sackable. It's a little dour. Yeah, yeah a little dour. There you go. A little slow, but good. <clears throat> I mean, I feel like I'm going to watch it anyway, so we could watch it for film sec, but uh, I don't know. We'll yeah. talk about it offline. We'll make a vote. Yeah. We'll see. Next if, week. Because if not, Red Dawn. <laughs> Red Dawn next week. Yeah. So come back for Red Dawn. Get your Cuba on for Red Dawn. Cuba. That's Cuba. coming next week. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for watching and being here. Filmsack.com is where you go to get all our stuff. If you're looking for our email address, it's easy. Filmsack at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Filmsack. And if you would, leave us reviews wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Hashtag shift three. <laughs> oh, that hashtag. <laughs> oh, Gerard Butler, you're so stupid. We'll see you next week. Leave it to my Twitter post. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>